You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season 12, episode 33. You've got a treat in store because you've got both the Johns on tonight. How are you doing, John? Yeah, I'm good. I'm looking forward to um, the cup this week. Yes, a different cup after the events of the weekend. The proper one. The proper aye, one. aye, the one we want to win. Um, so yeah, we've got a Scottish Cup special with um, assistant coach, Greg McEwen at Darvo. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yeah, thanks for having us along. Uh, and we've got head coach of Stirling Uni team, Chris. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks guys. So uh, exciting things for us week ahead. Um, where do we want to kick off? Big TV tie next Monday. A good game. Listen, that's a good game. That is a good game. Um, looking forward to watching it. I don't, I don't know why, but see when the, the draw was getting made, I had a funny feeling that Aberdeen were getting Darvel. Um, I don't know what came into my head, but I just had the feeling that it was um, meant to be. And yeah, what a tie for Darvel, first and foremost. Um, you know, home tie under the lights. You know, one of the biggest teams in Scotland coming to their ground. Doesn't get much better than that. No, it doesn't, John. Um, we, we're actually looking really forward to it. Um, as Chrissy said, it's been kind of manic. Um, the build-up, I think the important thing for us as is, is, is coaching staff is to make sure the players just focused on what they had to do last week in terms of winning the last league game before the game. It just gives us a good week and a good build-up um, to what's going to be a fantastic tie, as you, as you say, against a top, top side. Um, and we're pretty much looking forward to it, see if we can test ourselves um, against one of the big guns. See, on the subject of the, the game itself, one of the guys Chris was asking, you prefer the fact that it's at home or would you like to have the opportunity to go to Petodre? Um, I think for the demands of the cup, um, and I think the gaffers spoke. Um, he's been quite vocal about um, getting that community spirit and getting everybody together and putting on a showpiece game, um, for the town um, to come together. So, from our point of view, we're we're always keen. I think the draw came out, and a lot of people were very sceptical at first, thinking, "Well, well that's a shoe in. They'll take it to Rugby Park um, and stuff like that." But listen, our surface is terrific. We, we want to keep it at home. Um, Aberdeen will enjoy coming down and, and, and playing their surface. Um, like equally, like our players will as well enjoy and putting their, their skills and their wits against a, a team like Aberdeen. So, no, we're, we're looking forward to it. Um, I think it was never in question. We're always going to have it at Darvel. Um, ever since Mick stepped in the door, um, I think two and a half years ago, um, he, he spoke about just putting Darvel on the map. Um, he, he's certainly going about his business very, very well. I mean, I've been been at Darvel now for a year, that's a year to the date actually, um, and I joined Darvel um, so ever since then it's been, it's been a pleasure to work along Mick um, and the backroom team um, and fantastic group of players that we have there, so no, for us buzzing to be at home next week um, looking forward to going to take the game to Aberdeen See that's that's the thing about about the, the tie, um, there's been people out there saying that they need to move us to Rugby Park because of Aberdeen's crowd, etc, but at the end of the day Darvel's a home team, if they have the opportunity to host the game, they should be given every opportunity. So I've got no complaints about the game being there. And in fact, it, it'll mean more even to the few Aberdeen fans who are able to go to go to a ground that they've never been to before. Because we've been to Rugby Park so often, once so often, apart from Christmas. Thing. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I think the, the only disappointing thing about 
from an outsider looking in, especially from Aberdeen's perspective, is the fact that it's a Monday night. Um, I, I think if it was maybe on the weekend, one of the later games on, um, on the Saturday or even potentially um, the, the Sunday early kickoff game, um, that might have been obviously best suited to Aberdeen fans, um, might have been more coming down. But as I, I still believe um, with, with the, the crowd capacity that we've been allowed, I, th- I still think it will be a sellout um, or, or as near to a sellout as, as possible. And I think there'll be 4,000 plus um, at the game. So it'll be a fantastic occasion. Um, and as I say, we, we we just need to go about business and do the right things this week um, to prepare properly. Um, we've got, we were going to go along on Wednesday and watch Aberdeen playing against Hearts. Um, I was glued to the TV yesterday watching Aberdeen yesterday. Albeit you don't get a good view and a, a proper perspective of how, they, how the, the team shape up when you're just watching the TV. But no, we, we're looking forward to it. Um, and I think you're right. I think... Why would why do we need to change it? Um, if our ground wasn't fit for purpose, I, of course we'd look at something like that. But the reality is, our ground is fit for purpose. Um, and, and as I say, we will welcome um, Aberdeen with, with open arms um, prior to kickoff. We'll get stuck in a while then about them for that ninety minutes. If it takes ninety plus, so be it. Um, and then obviously we'll be um, celebrating after it with a, a Brownies pie after the game <laughs> with the Aberdeen players. I don't know if Jim will let them eat pies right enough, but no, we're looking forward to it. Aye, the thing is as well, we're like the fan that's our trouble. That's the whole point of having the licensing. They're not going to go and pay the license and then switch it to the rugby park. What's the point of that? No, there's no point. We've invested, um, the club's invested quite heavily um, in making sure the surroundings and the facilities are, are terrific um, for all. Um, there's more plans afoot. Um, I think a, a draw at like this um, and the revenue that I would suggest it probably generates for the club allows us to invest back in that infrastructure. As I say, that's something that the gaffer speaks about um, all the time. Um, it's about it's about leaving those foundations um, that when Mick moves on or we move on or or our time's up, so to speak. It's about making sure that Davos there for the long haul um, and, and they've got that platform to be a, a big club for, for years to come. Aye, sometimes that's helped as well because there has been criticism from some quarters, which I've heard many a time about the sustainability of the club, yeah. but something like this. Not only is it the fact you're getting the finances there, you've got the opportunity to grow the fan base because you'll have folk coming along that maybe wouldn't normally go. They'll come along, see the facilities, see the way that you play as well. I mean, I, I follow the kind of Western Scotland League as well. I've seen you play a good few times. You play good football. Um, you're good to watch. And much as maybe you're, there's criticism from other quarters, other teams and stuff like that, there's maybe a wee bit of like envious looks because of what is happening at Darvel. It's yep. obviously been quite a quick development in terms mm-hmm. of where they were maybe kind of three, four years ago, but that's what you want in Scottish football, teams that are ambitious and want to progress. That's absolutely, John. I, I think it's always going to, as you rightly say, it's always going to bring that tinge of... Je- I, I think it's jealousy, to be honest with you. I think anybody out there that says they wouldn't want um, the, the infrastructure that, we, that we're creating at this moment in time and, and that squad to play the way that we're playing. And, and listen, yeah, we, we, we need to kick on. We need to go up the levels. We need to do what Kelty have done. We need to do what Bonnie Rig have done. Um, obviously, what what, what Chris is wanting to try and do um, with, with his set of boys that he's got there at his disposal as well. It's like, look, there's no point in being involved in a game if you, if you don't want to be the best version of your, yourself you can possibly be. And I think we, we've worked really, really hard about creating the right culture and the great, right environment at the club um, to make sure that that's going to stand us in good stead and for years to come. So, Listen, we're just we're just happy to be involved. Um, it's round four. It's creating history. It's that's what the Scottish Cup's all about. It's like you watch the Scottish Cup and you watch the FA Cup on the TV, and it's all about the romance of the cup. To be honest with you, so as much as um, I'm not much more romantic, as my wife would probably tell you, and we'll show much about Chrissy's misses right enough if she's sitting across from him, but he's got to say as, um, but I'm certainly not. Um, but listen, we're, we're looking forward to it. And listen, what will be will be. Um, the the 
people would say we're crazy to think we have a chance. What we what we will do is we, we have a belief in that dressing room and belief in our ability that we can go and take the game to Aberdeen. Um, and, and if we can stifle them um, for as long as possible, that, that anxiety will probably creep in with them. Um, they're, pro- they're going to come off the back of a pretty tough week with yesterday's game going to extra time at Timecastle on Wednesday. And, and we hope that um, the, the travelling um, coming down to Darville um, deepest, darkest Ayrshire um, will have an impact on themselves as well. But listen, they're, they're a fit group. Um, Jim and, and Sharpie will have them. They're, they're well drilled. They're a fit, fit, fit bunch. And we just need to try and match them as best we can. Um, we'll come back to the tie, but I feel, Chris, you'd be quite quiet. So we should bring you in. Big tie for yourselves no. as well. No, well, listen, Maybe. see, I was just listening. See, I, we were probably pretty unlucky not to get one of the TV games if you think a uni team playing a Premier League team, but Darville v Aberdeen's a really good game. And I've said that to a few people. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Monday night games, but I'll definitely watch this one. Um, I've seen both teams actually this season. I went to Annan to watch Aberdeen this season because my chap wasn't an Aberdeen man. So we went down there. And also, obviously, we were fortunate. We played Darville this year and we came out the right end of a penalty shootout. But we were pretty fortunate with a red card and penalties went our way but I know how good they are so it's actually going to be a really good game I've got no doubt that Craig and, and, and Mick and the guys there are going to play the same way they do in the West of Scotland League and they'll give it their best shot they're not going to change just because it's Aberdeen and that's what makes it pretty good because they, they, they have some really good football players at Darvel. so it's actually one I'm really looking forward to watching on Monday night and as Craig said if you'd have chucked Hibs Hearts on a Monday night or something like that do you know what I mean and, and gave them the Sunday game or something but um no, it's definitely one. I'll be honest. I don't really look at the other ties. I'm a lower league. I'm a lower league fan. So I follow west of Scotland, east of Scotland, south of Scotland, in the Lowland League and League One and Two. Not necessarily the Championship. Yeah. And so I, I know firsthand how good a side Darvill are. Um, and it's going to be, yeah. I've got I, listen. It, it's going to sound crazy, but if they if they can if they cause a shock, it wouldn't be a surprise to me. Do you know what I mean? Um, but. Like we're dealing with it now as well, I'm sure Craig and Mick and the staff there they do obviously realise as well that they're playing a Premier League side, um, so they're not naive to believe that they can go and steamroll a team. Um, but they're a really good side, so it's one I'm it's the one I'm looking forward to watching on Monday. To be honest, uh, I'll be tuning in for that one. I think, your, I think your tie might have been picked had it been the other way about, had you been the home team, but because it's at um, Tanadice, yeah. <laughs> think it might, you know, had it been Celtic or Rangers at home, obviously that would have been picked by, <laughs> but that's another issue. Well, um, obviously, obviously three of the games, three of the games are, well, you've got the, you've got the Edinburgh Derby, which is a stick on, you've got Rangers and Celtic, which is a stick on, so you're realistically looking at, was it 16 ties, is it? No. Yeah. Aye, so you're looking at one game from the other 13 or 12 or whatever. So, yeah, and I've got no... So, people were like, Chris, do you think you'll be on TV and stuff? And I was like, mm, I fancy that Darvill-Aberdeen game because, like I've just said to you guys, it's a good game. <coughs> I've, got no, I've got no problem with that, That's a, especially down at Darvill. I've never been, but as Craig said, deepest, darkest, Ayrshire is what I've heard. So, I'm sure the Aberdeen guys will enjoy going there because it's well. The one thing that might go against Craig and that Darvill, from what I've been told, it's a really good surface. And obviously, Aberdeen will want it because they've got some really good footballers as well and they'll, they'll enjoy playing on that. Um, surface um, as well as obviously the Darvill guys so yeah listen it is what it is we're not really fussed um, but yeah it's, it's no shock it's the old firm in Hearts and Hibs is it really so um, 
to flip it down from last Craig Allen around, would you prefer to be at home or away? Obviously, you guys are going to Tannadice. Yeah, players will be buzzing. Yourself, we were buzzing getting that chance to test yourself. So, would you prefer to be at home or? You can happy to kind of have that experience. Yeah, to be honest, mate. See, see, with the amount of logistics that have went on, and maybe Craig won't admit it, but maybe they're a bit with all the logistics that go on behind the scenes for the games when you play them at home. They might have just looked back and go, ah, might have might know first if it was away. So the amount of stuff that obviously for a normal uni game, it's nothing compared to this. We've had to deal with. It shows you how big these pro teams are when you're dealing with a guy for every department. Whereas at the lower leagues, it's maybe three or four guys doing everything, or, well, in my case, I do quite a lot at the uni, but these teams, it's a guy for the media, it's a guy for commercial, it's a guy for the tickets, it's a guy for this, it's a guy for that. And it just shows you how big their operation is. Um, it's opened my eyes, to be honest, because obviously I'm involved with every meeting and stuff like that with Dundee United. So um, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm quite glad it's away, if I'm being honest, um, because I didn't, I, I just, the amount of stuff we would have had to have done, um, and it's a good day out. Listen, we are surprised. This will surprise people when they see it, but we're 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 up around a thousand people going to the game. Oh, yeah. um, already, we put on five supporters buses, and they sold out in two days. Sold out. They were free. The uni put them on for free. Um, from the players and staff alone, there's over three hundred friends and family going just from the the squad of players. We've got family coming flying over from Ireland. Um, for the game and stuff because we've got a couple of boys from Northern Ireland so the uni have really pushed the boat out with this one um, which is really good because some will say well where are those people on a Saturday but yeah it's Dundee United it's a Premier League team it's what we wanted from the draw if I'm being honest we if you don't get as everyone you don't get Rangers or Celtic you then want a Premier League club and we got we got one steeped in tradition and history you know what I mean which is really good as well were you going to ask something before I ask Chris that, I think? I think I was just going to say, um, you've obviously kind of covered it by preferring to be away from home in terms of logistics, but, you know, finance, I mean, I don't know how many tickets Dundee United are planning to sell. It might be down in a normal league game, but will that still dwarf what you normally see at a typical university of selling low league match? I would, I would probably reply. I mean, to you. I would probably say you've been drinking, John. Do you even ask that? Um, it's yeah. Listen, we 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 are one of these. Uh, what do what do people call it these days? We're not a real football club because we don't have hundreds of fans, and I'm sure Craig's heard that at Darville before because they're a new. What they're doing, their what their project is, it's really new, and they're gaining fans. We we are not a real club, according to a lot of people, because we don't carry fans. But anyway. Uh, um, yeah, this is so we've heard different things. I've got a friend who's a season ticket holder at Dundee United. He told me what he thought a number would be. Dundee United have told us what they thought it would be. I guess it all depends on if, for instance, even something as silly as did they beat Livy on Wednesday night and move up the league table because the fans want to go and watch them play because it's not part of their season ticket book. So, listen, even if it's 2,000, 3,000, which I would imagine it will be if we're taking 1,000, um, it's still going to be bigger than anything our guys have ever played in their life. And it's still, it's just, yeah, it's going to be a great day, a good achievement for us. Obviously, as Craig said, we're we're the same. We're going there to win, do you know what I mean? But we obviously have to do it in a way that we respect them and we don't, do you know what I mean? We have to obviously respect the levels. But in saying that, we want to obviously have a go at them as well because, well, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? There's been 
I would say, well, I don't know what the, there's been bigger shocks in world football than than uh, we'll look at Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. I know they're at the World Cup, but I would say that's a bigger shock than us potentially beating Dundee United. Um, so yeah, anything can happen on the day, but obviously, as Craig, I'm sure would agree, you do need a bit of luck at times. You need them to maybe miss a few chances. Um, they could have they could have had VAR, but they said no. So probably because they probably didn't want to give us any opportunity to maybe sneak something, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's an exciting day. Um, I've never been there before. So even for myself, it's, it's going to be a good day. So you won't be playing a 2-4-4 this weekend then? <laughs> Listen, we're a bit, to be honest, we're a bit like Craig and that down at the Darvel. We're probably, part of us want to play our own way. Do you know what I mean? It's made us successful this year. Obviously, we, we're no stupid. We have to realise who we're playing, so we have to maybe tinker with that a wee bit. But, yeah, it's a real difficult one, do you know what I mean? Because you sit in against these teams and then they just break you down and then next thing you know, it's half-time, you're 3-0 down. It's hard enough trying to score one goal in a game of football, but try to score two or three against a Premier League team, you're kind of like, oh, it's maybe not going to happen. So, yeah, listen, we'll... I'll be honest, we're, we've got a game on Wednesday down in England, um, so we aren't really, I know it sounds stupid, but it's not really at the forefront of my thinking. And now I'm doing planning behind the scenes, but we've got a game on Wednesday and then I've got an under-20s game on Friday night. So I've still got two games to coach before I even think about coaching against Dundee United. Maybe a welcome distraction in a way. Yeah, do you know something? Hi, well... I think today's been hectic because of the media stuff, just because we've tried to squeeze it. I've tried to squeeze it in the first few days of the week so that when it comes to Wednesday, I've got my game in England and then Thursday, there's nothing. Because I'd rather just focus on the game and the under-20 boys on Thursday. So I've got nothing on on Thursday. But part of me today was really thinking like how crazy it must be for these top-level managers, the amount of media they must do. It must just be, honestly, yeah, crazy. Crazy to fit it all in in one day. Um on the subject of media duties, have either of you had any kind of weird request from the media about what they want to do or that? Craig, leave it to you. <laughs> no, I, I, I've, I've had my days of that before, um, many moons ago, doing stupid things. Um, but no, as I say, obviously the focus this week, I don't, Mick will be absolutely mental. Um, he, I can imagine he'll be absolutely constant. Um, I think he's got something on every single day this week. Um, very similar to Chrissy, we've got the cameras coming to our training. We've got, the, we've got an open day at the park on, on Saturday where they're permitting, where people come down and get, pick like their tickets and buy some merchandise and stuff like that as well, meet the players and stuff like that before the Monday. But just making a right good go of it um, to involve everybody within the community, to be honest with you. So we, not, nothing crazy just now. Uh, I'm sure something will probably crop up along the lines, rather from BBC, STV, or however else want to come along and be involved. I, I'd imagine there'll be crazy requests at some point this week, no doubt. Surely you're getting football focus if the game's in BBC Scotland. That would be incredible. Oh, well, I don't know, but I think I think they're coming tomorrow night to training. Um, so it, it's a hard one as well because we've asked them to come tomorrow night rather than Thursday because Thursdays we will probably ramp up a wee bit and, and start to structure um, the train very specifically to what Kissy says. Well, we won't change the game much, very similar to the guys, but there'll be tweaks here and there to kind of combat um, the strengths of, of Aberdeen. Um, so. Hopefully the media duties will be all over and done and dusty by tomorrow night. Um, Mick can continue to do what he's doing on a daily basis because his phone's mental the best of times anyway with, with what, he, what he's up, with, up to. So, um, yeah, it's um, we'll see what the week brings. And then I think BBC are coming down on Saturday 
Um, I think it is to our park as well. So I think they've already been down. They've got three big units already set up um, for cameras and stuff like that. So it's um, exciting times. Oh, yeah, I've been at, I was at Talbot Hearts when Hearts were there. Yeah. And AR and the likes, and it's crazy when the TV cameras are there because even the day before and stuff like that, all the big lorries are coming, the vans, and you're like kind of watching out from it. Everyone in the village is going, Oh, like there's a pure buzz about the place. I can imagine what it'll be like in Darvo, um, to have such a big tie there. I think, I think they're actually shutting down the town for like five o'clock on Monday night. Um, and there's like one route in, one route out, one route out. So right. you can't create a road around the back of the park and stuff like that as well. Just just the volume of the people that's going to be in attendance um, in that area at, at, at that said time for kickoff. So that there's lots of work happening in the local community, and it just it goes back to what Chrissy says as well. It's like the amount of work, the amount of meetings. There's forum groups, there's sub forum groups, there's forum groups for sub forum groups. There's health and safety. There's everything. It's it's the it's the whole entourage that comes with playing one of the big boys. Um, and, and listen, as Chrissy says, they do this on a daily basis. Um, it's new to us. We're just saying, just turn up for kickoff, do your want, we'll play a game and see what happens to the crowd come in. We'll enjoy it, but there's more to it than that. Um, looking about square footage and how many people you can fit in a standing area, all that sort of stuff. So that there's there's a whole bigger backdrop um, to what goes on at these big games. That's why I'm glad it was away. You know what I mean? So you don't have to have those kind of issues cool. that you guys have had, sadly, this well, last week. So um, but yeah, this media stuff, like I say, it's for us, it's pretty new, but obviously we use it as a, we've obviously it's coming off the back of doing well. Do you know what I mean? Because we've had view from the terrace this year. Today we've done STV. Um, we've had PLZ soccer down last week. The uni have obviously made their own videos and stuff up as well. We've got good luck messages this week coming from all sorts. Uh, Craig Brown, possibly Alex Ferguson. The craziest one, don't ask me how, Lillian Turam, who's got like an honorary degree still in unis, sending no. a good message to us and stuff. Right. Um, and I've got, obviously, you've got the, I met a guy today from the Daily Mail, I think it is, the sport part of that. I, I don't even know. And then tomorrow, a guy for the Scotsman. So yeah, as Craig said, it, it, for me, it's a bit overwhelming at times, do you know what I mean, as well? Because like you're not used to it. Um, and you're trying to like squeeze it in and that's why to be honest for this game I'm maybe different from Craig and I'm lucky that we've got a, a proper comms team at the university obviously who deal with communications daily and it just so happens that the head of comms is he helps us he, he likes coming to watch our games and stuff so he's been on it so every time I get a request I basically screenshot the who it is what they want to him and he basically lets me know if it's if it's kosher or not do you know what I mean because I don't know a journalist it could be anything um, but he's like, nah, this guy's good. They're good. You're good to go for that. And then we plan it in. So I've been pretty fortunate this week that uh, we've had some help, or this the last couple of weeks we've had assistance with that stuff. Because if I was doing it on my own, it'd be pretty difficult, if I'm being honest. And thank you for um, crediting us to let you speak to. No, no, <laughs> don't be silly. No, don't be silly, mate. It's like I am. Listen, when it comes to the university, mate, um, I'm happy, John, to speak to anyone who, if I can build the profile, not because this isn't the profile of me. I'm done. Like I say, me and Craig, we've had our time back when we played. He played longer than me, mind you, but um, it's all about my players now. Do you know what I mean? So if I can raise the bar for them and the publicity on those boys, then I'm I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'll take a back seat. Um, quite happily to be honest so it's been pretty good in that regard because they've, they've done interviews as well do you know what I mean I've got 
I've been players have been doing different stuff. There's a couple with the uni tomorrow. We've got, for instance, we've got a boy from the Athletic in who's doing an article all week with us. He's following us all week. Um, he's meeting a few of the players tomorrow. So I'm spreading it out, giving different players that little interviews and stuff to to help them as well. Do you know what I mean? It'll make them feel good as well, which is which is good. So um busy for them as well. Absolutely, as Chrissy says as well. It's like at our level, we're not used to it, but you speak out the big clubs and they're used for it for yourself. It's about the players, it's about the committees, it's about those volunteers that turn up week in, week out, um, hail rain, um, or sun or shine, and they turn up and they volunteer all their time and effort. So it's about it's about the supporters, it's about the committees, it's about the players, to be honest with you. And if we can try and keep as much away from keep it as normal as possible, as much as possible this week leading up to it, um, it will help them. But as Kissy says, it's good, it's good for them to get a wee flavour and a wee taste. Um, of what it's like. Has there been any particular players at both the clubs that have uh, particularly enjoyed the media attention? You get some that are kind of more characters than others, the louder ones. I've got young lads, Craig's. I've, I'll let Craig take that one. He's got some seasoned guys in there. I'm sure there's a few characters in that dressing room. Um, mine's are all young lads, to be honest. But um, I think I think there's a few in their dressing rooms, Chrissy says. I think we'll find out tomorrow. Um, there's certainly no shrinking violets in amongst the dressing room. Um, there's a few seasoned pros that you would think would be at the forefront of wanting to get involved, but they're very shy um, and retiring yeah. and they stay away from it all. But we'll certainly have a few of them all when the cameras are there. Um, they'll probably get a little bit, a little bit more vocal, and they'll be the quieter ones that you'll they'll come right out of their shell tomorrow night at training. Yeah, it's the ones, it's the ones who have had their hair cut, the ones who are all cleanly <laughs> shaven and stuff like that. They're the ones that are keen for it. Do you know what I mean? The ones who just look like they did last week. <laughs> they're different, do you know what I mean? It's different for the staff and stuff. They've got to look presentable, but you can tell with the players when they know the cameras are coming. Absolutely. Definitely. So have you seen that already then, Chris, from some of the lads? Well, it's funny you say that. You see how I added coaches in because I've got a haircut myself, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I've had a shave too. I've had to obviously that's why I've worded in there the coaches are, are meant to get smartened up but um, I'm just a bit of Kenya as well I know I know mate. Uh, I wore my hat today to be fair I wore my hat all day so um, aye, we've got a few boys like the uni put out a video or they've not put it out yet it was like a kind of hype video it's quite good the uni put a lot of time into it and stuff and another video that's been going out the channels and the boys picked one of the players big Cammy or striker the one who scored the second the first goal against you Craig and big brash lad very good on the yeah. camera so the boys basically picked picked him and told him to do it because they knew he would be perfect for that kind of video. So, um, aye, he was he was he was good in that, to be honest. Um, and then the to be fair for us, it's mainly been like Ewan McGill, the boy who scored via the the captain James and Ewan for who scored the winner against Albion Rovers and stuff. A lot of people want to speak to them. Do you know what I mean? Being the captain and obviously the player that scored the goal for us to get us through to this round. Um, but. And the boy from the Athletic tomorrow, he's quite keen to speak to just not necessarily the best players, but maybe it's a mixture tomorrow. He's got one, he's got two boys that have got good backstories. One's ex-West Ham, one's ex-Falkirk. And then he's got a boy that's doing a really, well, what people perceive to be is a difficult degree. So he's getting a different kind of look at it. It's not just sporting merit. He's here for a degree, a really good degree as well. Not the other two aren't, but James is doing a bit more of a difficult degree or what people would perceive to be so. Um, yeah, busy times. I mean, if there's ever an example of the myth being dispelled about footballers not being intelligent, Sterling Uni's got to be the example of that, isn't it? 
No really, mate. No really. Well, <laughs> no really. You might be on a degree and you might be doing maths course and economics and all that, but common sense. They should. There should be a class at high school called common sense. I'm not joking. <laughs> like some of it's. I honestly, I've been there. I've been at the uni twelve years and I've played with the team. I've been part of the dressing room and now I'm obviously in charge. And yeah, the common sense parts never never changes. It's you'd be surprised. Very intelligent boys, but common sense zero. Um, for some of them. It's the first question when you sign a player um, from the player. How much is a, a pint at the unit union bar? <laughs> well, see, that's yeah, see, John. There you go. You've, you've, I'm you've only stereotype my team. Do you know what I mean? We're not like uh, boys. I, really... exist, I was thinking about the still game thing. Um, nah, <laughs> it's not a pint. It's, it's a pint um, of Wayneham they ask for. Do you know? So, do you know? Do you know? Some of the questions, right? Some of the questions could be, and this is usual laugh. What I've asked mums and dads this all the time: Can he cook? Because we got a lot of boys. Obviously, are moving away from home. And they need mm. to be able to cook. And the mum laughs and the dad will maybe laugh and that. And I'm like, I'm actually being serious. Does he know how to cook? And they'll be like, they look at me as if it's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, he's going to be away from mum and dad now. He's going to have to make his own food, fuel up for football, etc. And does he know how to clean? Things like that. Do you know what I mean? It's not maybe what Craig deals with. Do you know what I mean? With some of his guys, I'm dealing with totally different kind of, different. I'm dealing with parents and, and all that stuff. But um, like, don't get me wrong. See, John, just even serious part of that. I... I know the boys going a night out, right? I'm no stupid because I was remember I was part of this dressing room with different players for six years. So I know what goes on. Do you know what I mean? I'm no stupid. So anybody coming in from the outside here and tries to say to these boys, you're never going out on a Wednesday night or anything like that, they just these these boys wouldn't respond to them because what we've kind of brought in the last few years though, since I've been in charge or we've tried to make it a bit more professional, the boys obviously, they just understand the repercussions are going out a bit more now. They maybe not, especially with the Lowland League getting so hard and obviously with it looks like at the moment there's no South of Scotland team top of the league who can get up. So you're really looking a straight shootout. Yeah, Darvilla, there's a few teams close but they're obviously in really good form and then Linlithgow are romping the East. So you're looking at the quality of teams that could potentially come up we our boys need to understand that you can't go out bevying every night and stuff maybe like they used to do when we were in the East of Scotland League because you're playing teams who aren't as good as you whereas now in the Lowland League you're playing solid teams every week and yeah say what you want about the bottom teams that's a different argument but the majority of teams um, it's a difficult game so you can't you can't take you can't take the piss do you know what I mean uh, and it's all about education funnily enough with them being there but now we've got a really good group now that they don't get me wrong, they like a night out. But for instance, if we won on Wednesday night down in Durham and they won the Uni League, that would be a normal. They'd probably go and have a wee drink to celebrate that. But obviously, we've got Dundee United at the weekend, so there's no chance of that. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about educating them in terms of like when to have a night out and when not to. But I think we've got a really good group now that they, they see the, the benefits of not doing it. But I don't stifle it much because they would just turn against you and that's not my job. Do you know what I mean? My job's to be accommodating with them, try and teach them. And what you usually find, to be honest as well, see after first and second year, they're kind of fed up it anyway. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, they go back to just like normal people say out on a Saturday night, something or a Sunday, do you know what I mean? Something like that is, it kind of knocks it out of them when they get to the third year. They're like, well, I've done it. got the t-shirt. I'm not really interested. Um, so not as bad as some people think. See, with the uh, League as well, you're talking about quality of the teams. What was your views on the uh, B teams getting added? Um, 
yeah, uh, it's a tough one because I told, yeah, I understand um, what people say. I'm obviously, it's easy for me to say stuff because I'm in the know. So I know what the emails say. I know what they say at the meetings. Twitter, Facebook, social media, it's misinformation, loads of it. So people pipe up when they don't know the details behind it. Um, people say they bought their way into the leagues. That's one way of looking at it. And I've got no problem with people having that opinion. Um, just like the SPFL is, we're a members association. So the teams vote it in. Um, and yeah, I know I've kind of ducked around your question. I'm, I'm, well, from, a right. univers- from a university perspective, John, it's a really good thing uh, because it's good. We beat Rangers last year 4-0 um, and it was really good publicity for the uni. And just like Craig deals with Darvel, you care about your own club. Do you know what I mean? So see all these people that say you should care about clubs in the other leagues and all that sort of stuff. Show me the guy that admits that. Do you know what I mean? In front of everyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can hide behind it and say people, oh, you should be voting for this to help. East of Scotland League and West and all the the SPFL don't do that. Do you know what I mean? These teams don't do that. So I get it. Don't get me wrong. I understand these teams and people say stuff like that. But no matter, same in life, people take care of number one. So I have to to take care of Stalin Uni. And obviously if it helps us, if it doesn't help anyone else, well, that's that's so be it. Do you know what I mean? And the money aspect of it, I'll be honest with you, that's nothing really to us. It's like, and that's not because we're millionaires. We don't have money, but... If they'd said it was no money, I'm sure the club would have voted for it as well. Do you know what I mean? Because of the publicity we would get and stuff. The games, listen, you're playing against really quality players. Do you know what I mean? Hearts are a lot younger. Um, you're playing against really good players. It's a difficult game when you play them. It's basically like playing when we played Craig's team. They just pass the ball really well and it's a really, they peg you back and it's a really, especially first half against Darvel. It's just really tough because they play and they know what to do. Um, so, yeah, uh, from a university perspective, mate, it was, uh, yeah, it was what it was. Um, I'm not sure what's happening next year. I would, I've, nobody said anything, to be honest. There's been no emails, anything about it. I would imagine similar to last year, they'll, because Rangers and Celtic take, take care of themselves, don't they, John? So they're obviously going to try and do whatever's best for them. They say Craig does for Darvo and I do for Stalin Uni. They're going to try and do what's best for them. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what they do, but, as a long-term thing, I don't think it's sustainable. Do you know what I mean? It's not, because they're never going to go any further. The SPFL are never going to let them into League 2 or League 1 or the SPFL in general. So what what is the end goal here? Something needs to be done because they don't want to play in a reserve league um, and they don't want to, obviously, with COVID and money and that, they don't want to do these foreign friendlies anymore. So there needs to be something done for these kids, not just Rangers and Celtic. Aberdeen, Hearts, done all these youth players at that age group, there needs to be something done to help these boys because Craig knows better than me. He was a professional longer than me, but the gulf between this B level and the first team is massive. So there needs to yeah. be something in between that for these boys. And yeah, people will say go out on loan. But think about it. If you're Rangers and Celtic and you've got really talented players, no offence to the lower leagues in Scotland, but why do they want to send them to lower league teams in Scotland who don't play the same way as Rangers and Celtic first team? That's the problem. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? A, a team that kicked the ball for goalie to front isn't going to shoot a player like, say, Alex Lowry or Charlie McCann or Rocco Vata at Celtic, these boys. Do you know what I mean? Um, so something needs to be done um, on that, in my opinion. There's, there's no point in having a pyramid and putting blockers constantly throughout that pyramid to, to stop people progressing. The whole point of the pyramid is for, to, to allow that progression, I think. 
getting back to when, when we played, because see that we, we learned so much playing games on Monday nights and reserve leagues and stuff, playing against men, playing against good players that that you're playing against sometimes seasoned pros who are come back from injury. Um, you, you learn so much, and I think if, if clubs, if we're going to start going down the route of clubs paying to develop their players, as Chrissy says, to play in these leagues, well, if they can afford to pay 40, 50k, whatever the figure is that's branded about, why not reinvest that back into a reserve league? Why, why not? Why not look at the top leagues and say, right, how many used teams, whatever reserve team, um, let's put a pot of money together, let's try and make it as good, as best as we can possibly make it be, um, and. Because I naturally think, believe that will develop the players better because they'll be playing against players that will be trained and, and well drilled within a structure to play the way that Aberdeen play or the way that Hearts play. And that'll just part of that development from the 18s and 19s and 20s, whatever it may be. They're going to get used to it quicker than as Chrissy says, and going to, going to play Count B yeah. with respect to Count B yeah. for a, a different type of the reserve league. Just, yeah, the reserve league back in the day, like I only, I was you obviously, well. Hopefully you didn't play in it a lot, Craig. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully you've played first team. But I always remember it as a when I was at Stolen Albion, it was a I was in training on a Tuesday night or something with the under 18s or 17s or whatever it was. And the assistant manager would come in and chat at the door and he'd be like, You're with us tonight, you're with us. And I'd be sitting on the bench with all these seasoned players. Whereas attitudes have changed towards reserve games. Like you yeah. look at that reserve league now that's happening with some a lot of the professional teams. It's mainly young lads, do you know what I mean? Um, mentalities of players have changed in terms of they're like, well, I don't need to play reserve football or I'm too good for that. When back in the day, it was a case of like the managers there, you want to prove that you want to be in the team. Um, and that's the difficulty, I think, why teams have pulled out it because it's, and you've also got the aspect of, well, they've obviously tried to find a happy medium, don't they? Because I think players who are out on loan are allowed to play reserve games, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? During the week yeah. for, their, for their team they're signed with. So, you're kind of it's a it's a happy medium, like I say. But for me, I don't I don't think the reserve league will ever get back to or reserve leagues will ever get back to the way it was. Obviously, like Craig said, when Craig before me played and then I played. Um, but you've got a pre, we're talking about Scottish football, and you've got twelve teams in the Premier League plus all these teams below. They've got a lot of talented youngsters that need to be trying to they need to be pushed on. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's easy. The age-old argument is, oh, put them out on loan. Put them out on loan. Put them in a men's dressing room. Oh, who, show me, where, where does that, why is that this gold standard to make it work? Chuck them out on loan. Chuck them there. Chuck them there. That'll toughen them up. Like, <laughs> yeah, so just that's, I guess that needs to change that mentality as well. Do you know what I mean? Where you just say, chuck them out there, chuck them out and do that. So, um, the, the, the SFA, for me, in my opinion, need to change stuff. I would be all for, and I'm being honest with this, my opinion, I'd be all for for another league, another professional league, like below League Two. Do you know what I mean? As Craig said, with the pyramid, um, and not having B teams, B teams, that would be for a different, that would be somebody else to decide. But having all these other talented teams that are coming through, but at the moment, just like Craig and Linlithgow and these teams are all complaining about the Lowland League, it's actually the same because the SPFL is a closed shop as well. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, And it's their argument as well. It's 10 teams. Uh, why should one of ours go down? But if you look at, for instance, the National League in England, I think there's 22 teams in that league and only one goes up direct to yep. League Two and only and one plays in a playoff. And that's a massive league. So there's arguments for and against. But And I guess it's easy for me to say the, the SFA should fix all that. But 
do the SFA have the power to tell the SPFL to change? I'm not in the know enough to be able to understand if they do. So um, for me, it will never change. Yeah, that's, I think that's a discussion for um, another day, another podcast. But let's bring things a wee bit more positive about the Scottish Cup. So um, Dr Grant Campbell um, sent in a couple of questions um, to you both. So first of all, how does it feel to be part of the Scottish Cup and what's your main memories of the Scottish Cup? Uh, I'll take it um, it's great to be involved listen every year where we get in it and um, thankfully this is the furthest we've been um, memories of the Scottish Cup I've played in the Scottish Cup with Craig we we drew with Queen's Park at home I missed a sitter I always remember that for some reason I don't remember yeah, much from my time at Brighton <laughs> but I missed a sitter up at Glebe Park and then I remember obviously playing at Hamden. I was on the bench that night. I can't remember if we won or lost, but I can't remember, Craig, because Craig, your big mate, Ronaldo, did he not score that night for Queens Park? I can't remember. Yeah, I think they beat us 2-1. I think they beat us. We also played at Falkirk when it was the still grass at the stadium that at the now. Um, obviously, just for me being a young lad, playing, I think I got half an hour playing at Hamden. was pretty special. Um Obviously, Craig's played in it a lot more than me, so I'm sure he's got some good memories better than me. Oh, it's, a, it's a fantastic cup. I think a couple of things that, that, that spring to my head immediately would be when I first started playing as a young kid um, at Clyde. Um, I was going away to Huntley in the Scottish Cup. Um, it was a young kid, and actually, to be fair, we were getting a bit of doing, actually. Um, and we scored a last-minute equaliser to bring it back to Broadwood. Um, and I, I actually scored the winner at Broadwood, believe it or not. Um <laughs> Sweet strike for 25 yards, very much unlike me. Um, but yeah, that's my first memory of the kind of Scottish Cup. And I think when, when I was at Air United, um, the, the, the year um, we had a fantastic squad at Air United, but the year we got to the kind of we got to the CIS Cup final. Um, nice. And we played against Rangers in the CIS Cup final and they beat us 3 1. And in the following week, um, we played against Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi final. Um, that was at Hamden as well. So, uh, as a player, that, that's the was most it not four 0 Rangers beat you, Craig? Sorry, was it was it four? No, oh, in fact, you're right. It was actually. <laughs> it, was, it was the same. It was the same final. We get beat three one, was it not? I think. I think the semi we get beat three one. Nothing. I think. I know James Grady had a good chance in that game. They missed an yeah, absolute stepped up. Aye, that's aye, that's right. Aye, so that, that's semi final, but semi final the Scottish Cup. That's <laughs> that's impressive. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I would be very fortunate as a a manager at Glenafton to get to um, round four. And we yep. played Livingston, um, and obviously this season um, helping out Mick um, and Darvel mm-hmm. to get to round four as well. So hopefully it's not the end of my journey. Hope there's a wee bit more history to talk about um, next Tuesday. The two Johns are saying that straight away. Aye, oh, just, to be honest, Darvel is mixed. Our Scottish Cup history is a bit different. Do you know what I mean, our first ever game we got beat one 0 off Bonnie Rig Rose at the, at the university. There was about eight hundred people round the pitch with a barrier and. I missed a penalty um, and they beat us 1-0. I know, but listen, to be honest, see, personally, Scottish Cup has actually been pretty good to me at the uni. Um, I've scored a Scottish Cup hat-trick, scored against Threve, and people will say, well, it was Threve away, but still a Scottish Cup hat-trick. Absolutely. Um, Scored in the League Cup for for breaking against Montrose, and then I scored, I managed to score a couple of good ones against, I scored for a halfway line, via Albion Rovers, and I scored v- albeit our broth as well. So personal level, it's been pretty good. But we didn't win those games because we were playing pro teams and they, they, they comfortably beat us. But on a personal note, never managed to get to the semi-final like Craig. But 
I can look back and think I've actually I've had some good memories in the Scottish Cup in my time. Um, and hopefully, like Craig just said there, hopefully we can get some more on Saturday. You think for the players as well, like when this cup comes around the moment, the, the buzz is a bit different in the dressing room that week? It just takes away the, the usual pressure of a, of a league game. Um, it's not any different from the senior teams. It's a, it's a, sometimes it's a welcome distraction um, for teams that are not necessarily performing. Um, and, and for others, it's, it's not, it, it, it becomes a distraction um, because you're doing so well and you're riding the crest of wave and you, you, that, that, Winning games breeds that confidence and that momentum, and then it stops to to play a, a cup tie and to go back to the league. So, yeah, I, I think you, you get it from both sides, to be honest with you, John. Um, but but it, it's it, it's a great week. It's a fantastic week. Uh, myself and Chris have been fortunate enough to be involved as um, some exciting times as players and coaches and managers. Um, so I think yeah, we will. We'll embrace every moment of it. Um, as a player this week, um, as I said, they'll be very vocal. I, I guarantee they'll all be fit tomorrow at training. There'll be no injuries this week. That's an absolute certainty. <laughs> there'll be no niggles. There'll be no sore backs or calves this week. They'll all be training. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's great. It's great. And then we, we were sitting down, obviously, today. We were planning our training sessions for the week and stuff like that as well. So it, it's good. It's just about keeping it upbeat um, and just trying to keep it as, as normal as possible. But the reality is it's really hard to keep it as normal as possible, yeah. I think, with the media attention that, that Chrissy's getting and the media attention that his club and Davo are getting as well. And rightly so. Um, they deserve to get that attention um, because they've done really well um, to get to where they are just now. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it, it's a week that we, we, will, we will really enjoy, to be honest with you. I think what you said as well, we earlier about, I think Chris, you were saying about how some folk are saying, oh, you know, you're not a real team because this, that, the other. Well, how many of these other teams are in the last 32 of the Scottish Cup? Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I've been I've been involved with the uni since the start of the Lone League. I would imagine there's only a handful of people involved in the Lone League who have been there since day one. Um, players and staff. I know there'll be committees on some of the teams who have been there. Um, and I've heard it all, mate. Listen, I've heard it all. Um, but to be honest, part of me is just like, I didn't really care. As I've got older, when I was playing with Craig back in the day, young lad, soft, yeah, take it in. And But nowadays, it's just it's just about the uni, mate. Do you know what I mean? So um, if anything, what this does do is this run and talking to you guys and these other media outlets and stuff, if, I can, if they can report it well, it gives off a good look to the uni for baby people who maybe thought that. Do you know what I mean? And then they maybe see we do because... It's an easy thing to say. We don't have fans. We don't have this. So they're not a real club. Well, we are. We're a football team. We play at a level. It wasn't, it's not our fault you're trying to get into the league we're in. Um, for instance, if we ever got promoted, which would be tough, we would have to change things. But if we got relegated, we could we could change things as well. So you change for the league. It's not our fault the Lowland League's getting better. Do you know what I mean? We're just still in it from when it was founded. Um, and it's not our fault that like I say, some people, because, listen, uh, people say it about some of the other teams in the Lone League, but there's some really good sides in there. Um, Well-coached, really good, talented young players and older players. And it's just an easy thing. It's just an arrogant thing to say, isn't it, John, that they're not a real team because they don't have a ground or they don't have this or they don't have that. <sighs> Take it with a pinch of salt, mate, and move on. Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, well, the reality so, is, Chris, people have always got opinions, but Everybody, everybody else seems to know about our business 
more than what we know about our business. And it's listen, it's, it's just all about opinions. As you say, you take it a pinch of salt, you let them yeah. shake their mouth off, and then we just go about our business quietly. And, and as John alluded to, those so-called diddy teams that we keep hearing about or not real teams and so on and so forth, well... <laughs> Those so-called big teams that are steeped in history are not in round four, not playing this weekend. It is what it is. We just we need to look after ourselves. I think we look after Davo, you look after Stirling Uni, and what will be will be. Absolutely. And there's um two other non-league sites that are playing in the cup this weekend. So yep. Drumchapel United are away at Elgin. Yep. Um and then Lithgow is at home at Wraithovers. What do you think about their respective chances of getting through even further? Um Craig will know the drum chapel one better than me. I don't really know much about. I know they've got some. I know big uh, Paolo up front and stuff. So I think drum chapel have done remarkably well. I think it was an even an argument to say that maybe for the romance of the cup, maybe their game would have been on the TV as well. And um, that probably won the something might have cast their eye over to Bonus with you. But hope he's done remarkably well. Um, a, a newly formed team to, to to do the job that they're doing. I think the first season they won a cup. Um, promotion that they're, they're doing really well again this season. They've got a few games in hand, but listen, they're in round four, and, and by they're there in merit. Um, Elgin will not be looking forward to. I can tell you to to, to drum chapel, and I hope he takes his team there um, to play against them because they've got some seasoned pros. They've got good players. They've got that blend of youth and experience um, at drum chapel. Um, so I think they've got the boy David Templeton there that played with Hamilton, played with Rangers. Um, so so he'll be there. Um, and, and listen, they'll they'll be absolutely fired up to go and create even more history. Um, and 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 I wouldn't be surprised um, with absolute no disrespect to Elgin, but I wouldn't be surprised um, if Drum Chapel went there and turned turned Elgin over. And 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 any any player, um, even the Lithgow Rose game when I played on Lithgow Rose. Um, I played with Rovers, so that, that that's a tie this weekend that I'll, I'll be looking at as well. Uh, 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 Lithgow Rose have done fantastically well. Um, Herdy's got them well-versed, doing well. As Kissy says, they're absolutely flying in that league um, and, and they'll probably be the favourites to be in that playoff mix um, come the end of the, end of the season to, to get into that lone league. Um, I would imagine so. I don't see I don't see anybody stopping um, Herdy um, and Lithgow Rose this season, to be honest with you. But I just think Wreath Rovers will probably have a wee bit too much for Lernithgoros um, in terms of... Lernithgoros though, Craig, that's a, like you were talking about earlier, John's the home away kind of advantage and the way you play at home. I think that's a big one for Lernithgoros Wraith because at Wraith they play very well at home in their Astro. They play really yes. good football. Dylan Easton, bloody, they've got some really talented players there. Whereas at Linlithgow, listen, the pitch most of the time, and Craig knows like me, I played at Linlithgow for a wee bit as well. The pitch is usually top notch, but obviously this time of year. So the Rafe Rovers guys won't enjoy going there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Linlithgow have got some one thing you say about them, their their forwards are really, really talented. Um and they can they can cause problems. So I know the assistant manager well. I played obviously with Herdy, um, and they guys will be well up for it because why shouldn't they? Similar to Darville. And our set, well, we yeah, a bit different, but the guys are doing really well. They're flying, winning most games. So um, another two good games. Do you know what I mean? Drumchapel one's a really good game as well. So I know I know the guy, the manager, and I know people there. So wish them the best luck as well. Um, I had another question from my uh, follower of the podcast. They wanted to ask about, obviously, Stirling Unis get their different teams across the different leagues. Do you have the opportunity to, like, take from the different teams, for example, no. or is it? 
each no, squad you, you obviously, Yeah, you can take from the second team in the 20s, but the third team and stuff are amateur, so they're signed different registration forms. So um, if we take players, it's from the 20s. Um, because our second team play games as well. So, for instance, we've the most of the football club are managing to come to the game. So, I think there's 80 or 90 of the football club coming. But the second team, I've got a game against Hart Hill in the King Cup or something. And yeah, I'm not slating Hart Hill for it, but they weren't keen on moving the game. So, we asked if they could play at half 11 in the morning so our guys could then go to Dundee. We asked them if they could play midweek or the Friday night, said no. Um, so, they weren't really accommodating with that. So, um, our guys will have a, our second team boys have a game. So if I need any players, which I probably will, I'll probably take them from the set the tw- under twenty. So I coach anyway because the last game against Albion Rovers, my vice captain got on for half an hour in extra time. He played against Albion Rovers, so I'll just take from there. Because obviously I manage the team on the Friday night as well. So if I need to take two of them on the Saturday, they won't play on the Friday night. They'll maybe be on the bench. Do you know what I mean? I fell off. Um, anything else you want to ask, John, before we wrap up? No, I think, I think I'm about it. I just want to um, thank Chris um, for, um, for coming on. And Craig, thanks. Um, well, first of all, thanks to um, John Walker for um, arranging this. Um, you know, he's been, he's been good as a former guest of the podcast and stuff. Um, but he'll be loving this, being a, a Rangers fan. I want to beat Aberdeen again, but hopefully it doesn't happen this time. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, he's, he's done a lot of work in the backdrop um, yeah. in terms of analysing um, Aberdeen. Um, had them watched several times now. As I say, we'll watch him again on Wednesday and he's um, sent across, um, I think it's like 66 page presentation um, on Aberdeen so it'll be some light reading for me to get a great good kip of the night um, I'll have a cast my eye over that but no he, he's buzzing um, John's buzzing likely like, like we all are to be honest with you we've all got different parts to play um, it's all about preparing the players as best as we possibly can and you just never know it might just be one wee thing that just swings it in our favour Um but as Chrissy says we're not daft we're not, we're not deluded we know exactly what, exactly what we're up against um, and and we we need to be all at it, and we probably need the biggest bulk of Aberdeen's team on the night to not be at it um, for us to have a chance. But I'm quietly confident, and I believe in our ability um, in our dressing room. We've got some unbelievable talent in that dressing room. The way Ian McShane played senior play with St Mirren, I think he actually won um, the League Cup um, with St Mirren. Um, Daryl Meggett, Jordan Allens, your Ross Meekins, all senior, senior players that will be absolutely thriving to be out there next Monday. Um, the hardest, the hardest challenge the Gaffer has is um, picking eleven starters um, from, as I say, probably tomorrow, twenty-two fit players. Hi, big occasion. Um, all the best. Enjoy the occasion. I can't say um, all the best for the game though, because <laughs> obviously we want Aberdeen to win. Yeah, but Chris, I good luck against Dundee United. Hi, <laughs> no problem. Thanks a lot, guys, and appreciate yeah. the time. Right, so I'm looking forward to going along in uh, Monday, Craig. So, um, yeah, yeah, just give uh, us a shout. Just I'm going to be happy. <laughs> yeah, just give us a shout when you're there. Um, if you're uh, close to us, we tend to warm up over the far side anyway. So when the, you guys will be coming in, so just give a wee shout. Um, <laughs> party or something that you'll be able to see me anyway I'm not sure but hi guys it's great great to be on the night and all the very best Chrissy um, I've no doubt you guys work yourself very very well as well fantastic young team enjoy there. it enjoy it I'll be watching cheers buddy cheers guys see you later guys cheers guys thank you